You are listening to a podcast from Camden Community Radio. www.ccradio.org Hello and welcome to Camden Community Radio. It's Freddie and I'm here in our Maiden Lane studio and here with me today are Joel and Nigel. Thank you very much for coming in. Um, You're here to talk about um, the Punk for Mental Health gig, right? Yes, I am indeed. Yeah. So Punk for Mental Health, um, we are a charity and we're having a big event on the 22nd of March and it will be here in the Dublin Castle. In the Dublin Castle. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, It's always a lot going on there. So this... um, Nigel uh, originally sent me the email about this gig and I was uh, I'm really interested by this um, and Nigel you're going to be uh, performing at the night yes, right yes brilliant okay so we'll um, and I know you've got a really interesting kind of personal story that we'll get to that but Joel you're organizing uh, this this event this evening um, and yeah what intrigued me about it was the whole concept of punk for mental health because Camden has this really big association with punk um, people definitely associate Camden with punk so I understand why you'd put it in Camden but um, I think the image of punk for me and for a lot of people might be the Sex Pistols the Ramones like uh, and kind of wild out of control um, something about you know I know that there's more to it but also what so is that right about punk what for you is punk yeah, so um, what I often say is I have a very brief ABC with, with like six letters, um, which is often a good way to actually summarize what punk is about. Because punk is very much about uh, A, authenticity. It's B, be yourself. C, creative counterculture. D is DIY, do it yourself. E uh, is about empowerment. F is fighting narrow-mindedness. G is for getting together. And H is for having fun. I mean, well, that is, and, and now that you're spelling it out like that, now I'm, it's bringing back to me that maybe that I do also know that this was, that there was, that that was, so when punk emerged, sorry to ask you about the history of punk, you've gone to that. Go ahead. But go that ahead. was, was that always at the foundation of punk when it started? Well, punk emerged at the end of the 70s, around 76, um, and it started very much as like a rebel movement against what was going on at that um, at a particular time, uh, particularly here in London, where there was a lot of, uh, how shall I say, that um, there was a lot of uh, conservative or a kind of conformist way of, of looking at society. And there were also, unfortunately, a lot of, uh, and uh, there were, were also quite a lot of uh, fascist people uh, that was also coming up at that uh, time. So punk was kind of a, a kind of a rebellion against that. That's how I personally see it. And of course, at the time, the people who started it, they were mainly young people, young people who felt that they were not really part of society, that they felt, felt not totally connected with uh, yeah, with all the trends in society and with the uh, politicians who were quite far away from them. And they were actually kind of almost literally saying, well, hey, listen to us, we are here. And also it was very much also a response to a lot of the more commercial types of music, of rock, of all those big concerts like Pink Floyd, who are making millions and and all the big concerts. And 
the thing is that it can be good music, but there it became too smooth, too over-commercialized. And punk was very much saying, well, let's really go back to what is really about, what is music about, what is life about. And that's actually very much about being authentic, being yourself, being together, being this family. Um, and yes, that is very much also about creativity and, and being spontaneous, because that may be something that we have been really losing in our society. And that was very much what punk was about at a time. No, that's fascinating, the kind of meaning of punk. So I can see now why... So then your, so then this gig is um, is about punks getting together because they want to do something for mental health? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So our charity, Punk for Mental Health, we started two years ago very deliberately to really put the topic of mental health on the map. But the main thing what we're doing is we really try to get beyond the stereotypes about mental health. We really want to also say, well, speak out. And actually, all of us, we are struggling with mental health issues uh, because it's part of life. And uh, don't be ashamed of any mental health issues. Mm. And that's what we're really trying to say. And the combination with punk is also very much about the importance of really listening to yourself, of being authentic, of... Um, yeah, of really listening to what's important to you and to the people around you and to dare to stand up and to say, well, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. So in that sense, punk, as well as being punks getting together to show, to raise awareness around mental health, it might also be that, or I'm hearing that punk might be good for someone with mental health if they've not considered punk before. Maybe it, there's some values there that and a community there that can actually help. Oh, absolutely. Punk is one of those subcultures which is, yeah, relatively uh, men, uh, good for mental health. So the thing is, sometimes some people, they say that you should eat all your broccoli and your cauliflower to be right, physically right, healthy, right. but for mental health, possibly you need to go to some punk gigs. Can you know? Yeah, well, that's interesting, because actually, yeah, I know, I know friends who are struggling with mental health, and when they look for kind of subcultures, or whatever, not subcultures is the wrong word, but... They're looking at things like Taoism or they go to their local Buddhist place and then they find like inviting in the Buddhist center and they're like, well, that's not really what that's not doing me any good um, because those are the kind of things that we associate with you know, good mental health kind of yeah. philosophies of enlightenment, not roomfuls of people like screaming at heavy rock music. But I, I can see that actually that's a misconception. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, um, every individual has their own ways of dealing with mental health issues. Sure. And there's also not one solution for that, obviously. So for some people, going to the Buddhist center and meditating could work very well. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, when I, for instance, look at myself, um, I've tried a lot of different things, um, like I think most people have. I've also been in some Buddhist centers and sometimes I still do some mindfulness things. But... I know that's only helpful in certain situations and in other situations it's particularly important for me just to party, to have fun, to really let go and express myself and be with friends, be happy. You know, for our mental health we, we need to have like a very big toolkit of many different, uh, different tools that we may need at different moments and going to a concert is one of those things. Um, the thing is, if I would only be going to punk concerts, I would also get crazy. Similar as I would go crazy if I would only be going to the Buddhist temple. Yeah. But it's very much about a balance. And punk can be a very good way to just have fun and not feel judged, uh, being able to be yourself, 
uh, be authentic. And there's quite a lot of research that's really showing the importance of authenticity. Um, yeah, of being with yeah a, a place where you can just express yourself and whoever you are, that's fine. So they actually have seen in several research studies that actually people who identify themselves as punk, that usually they are mentally more healthy than other subcultures. Yeah, that's fascinating. I'm asking a lot of questions. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, I wonder if... Because, so say punk music, which I like, I like punk music a lot, um, uh, from what I know of it, I'm, no, I'm sure you, but um, the, it's, it's, not, it's not like um, touchy-feely music, and that's, that's not, but is there a space for, um, I don't know, is there a, inside punk, is there a space for kind of, how would someone come and express, you know, emotions that they're feeling, or where, where, do, where does that kind of fit in, like the expression of maybe, fee- how does in of feelings of depression or feelings of un- uncertainty if how does that get expressed in punk yeah so in the first place when you really look at the lyrics of many bands it is very much about um yeah f- very crucial topics and it it is always about something music it yeah. it really is about um the difficulties that people face it's about discrimination it's about housing problems it's um it's just about the worries that people have that's really interesting so what what is because i so for say take um housing problems what's a song that is about housing problems or something like that if you can think of something so the tara west band uh tara uh, who is also one of the other organizers of punk mental health actually she also has, has said several uh, songs also about people really struggling for instance if your money runs out um which is a very good song of her uh, about that um yeah what do you do then So the thing is, when people sing those songs and when you are in the audience and you recognize that bit, because people sing about the struggles that all of us are struggling with, then that can give a sense of understanding, of hope, of because at least you understand I'm not crazy. It's not mm. about me. It's a wider pattern. And um, being around other people who are recognizing your symptoms, people who... In that sense, give you a type of support because they say, "Yeah, I do understand you." That means uh, really a lot. Oh, it's fascinating. Thank you. All right. Well, um, moving on, Nigel. So you're going to be at this at this mm-hmm. event. Uh, how, how did you get involved? Um, oh, we, we met. Oh, we met in a club, didn't we? Called Slime Light. Most or was, likely. Or, or was it Christmas? Or was it over New Year's Eve? Anyway, we met somewhere and chatted, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, 
and then I, I saw Joel from time to time, and then I invited him to a show I was doing at the time, mm -hmm. and not the one I'm currently doing. It was called Angel to Vampire, which is basically the story of my yearnings through life, how, how and and I basically how I discovered myself more, but illustrated through lots of different characters and different situations, both men and women, and including an angel and a vampire. And uh, Joel came to see that, and. Uh, and my current show is called, I thought that was a brilliant title, but apparently not. But my current show is called Too Young to Stay In, Too Old to Go what Out. What was wrong with, why did you say it wasn't a good title? Well, I think it sounds it like a good title to me. Yes, I think it might have misled some people or put some people off. Because I think some people wanted something perhaps more horrific or more weird. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and then other people it was thought more it was too. <laughs> yes, too right, odd. Okay. <laughs> uh, but this show is called Too Young to Stay In, Too Old to Go Out. And it's about the challenges we meet as we get older and some opportunities. And that seems to work as a title. Uh -huh. So I'm taking that to the Edinburgh Fringe this year. All right, brilliant. And I watched a little, I watched some clips. So it's, it's kind of a... a collection of characters yes, I around this theme? Yes, I illustrate. I mean, I might go off a bit of a tangent, but uh, uh, yes, I illustrate this theme. Um, Can you give us an example? Would you be happy to give us a quick blast of a character? Yes. Maybe uh, set one up, tell us who it is. And Well, uh -huh. this is a... Uh, I, I've been on um, uh, to sort of... This is a, 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 an older guy who's going on a holiday um, in a hotel in uh, Devon. Where I'm in, I I've been there uh, with my mother, and I'm still younger, I swear, than the average age of the other guests, which has its advantages and disadvantages. So he starts off quite cheerily uh, and says, "I was staying at one of those grand hotels in a seaside town in Devon. It would stifle the young or make them laugh, but it's a perfect wrinkly heaven. Indeed, I felt quite youthful there. There was nearly eighty-three. I was still below the average age of the other guests, you see. Anyway, so he goes on and he tells his story. <laughs> he's a little bit overconfident, but this, he's overtaken by a stroke in the end. So when he goes back the next year, all he can do is sit in the lounge. And there's some other old guy who's another new kind of elderly cock of the walk, so to speak. Um, I he, saw that. I saw yes. that clip. Yes, no, I it's funny. It. Uh, where, where, yeah. does this, where does it come from then? So you're trying to... Um, I think it's... Yeah, it's great. It's sort of like... Um, it's all about... Oh, I don't know. So to me, it it's um, it reminds it reminded me of my gran. One of the characters is like, oh, mm. she would have liked my gran. Mm. Um, uh, and it's like um, that the all the all the passions and feelings and uh, f uh insecurities that we have throughout our life yes. and like dislikes, animosities, feuds. Uh, basically, these characters are kind of. It doesn't stop just because you've got old. Um, where, but where did so? Where did you? What were you trying to? Say? When did you? Why did you think you wanted to do this show, or what was it? Well, it was the. F I I really wanted to do an, a, another show. Actually, I so like Angel to Vampire, uh, and I quite like its characters because, as I say, it does include an angel and it does include a vampire, and they are quite fun to do. But I thought I can't go on doing that forever, and. I'm getting older, so uh, I just thought, well, it suddenly came to me, and I have got stuff already, and I could write more, all about the kind of preoccupations of older people. And what has interested me is that the reviewers have come to see it. If they're older reviewers, they, they like it, they get it. The younger reviewers, they might quite like it, but they don't perhaps get the different kind of less dramatic battles. You know, they're not necessarily such big issues, 
uh, when you're older. It might be, you know, whether someone joins you for breakfast or whether you like breakfast or whether someone talks and you're in a play. I mean, it's different problems, but they're still really important. Um, so um, they'll have to come to the show again in 10 years' time for still alive <laughs> and doing it. And so, so bringing it back to the punk mm. night, um, so, well, maybe Joel, so how does this fit into punk? <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, when I listen to to a lot of the songs that Nigel has created and mm. a lot of the characters. Mm. In the end, it is all about mental health. That's how I personally mm. listen to it. Mm. But possibly that's just the way how I listen to everything, possibly. But is it, that how it, you intended it? Well... Did you see these characters as struggling with mental health? Or? Well, they're struggling for self... Sometimes they're struggling for self-confidence and, and just yeah. getting on in the world. And certainly the songs, I'm getting, the stuff I'm, I'm choosing to do for, mm. for, for on the 22nd will be more... I think more strongly within within mm. that theme about recognizing. Mm. For example, one of my songs was about mental health, which is about seeing somebody's there. I've just the latest thing I've written is a song called "Really There" about a confident older guy who, who regards himself as a silver fox out in the town. And he keeps, as he's out, he keeps seeing a woman in a wheelchair who smiles at him, but he doesn't actually take her in. She's always there, and then he breaks a hip, and so he himself is in a wheelchair, and for, and. He meets this woman again, and they're finally on the same level. And actually, she's better at using the wheelchair than him, so she's kind of, for once, uh, ahead of him. Uh-huh. And he really looks at her and, and sees her. In fact, they fall in love, because it's a little love song. So um, it's, it's about, yeah. Just so two people in a wheelchair is uh, punk, is it, Joel? <laughs> yeah, well... We may not do that one, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in the end... Uh, I think that everything is very much about how do we live our lives and how can mm. we really be authentic. Uh, that's the term I used before. So but possibly it, it possibly I was not right when I was saying that all your songs are about mm. mental health, but mental health is, is, is such a loaded word. But well, what I actually d- uh, was trying to say, it's like how people are really searching them for themselves, how people are searching for how do I do this thing life and my identity and... Yeah, and for instance, your previous show uh, that was so really amazing with so many beautiful songs. Uh, particularly, I'm, I really love your song uh, uh, that is about not labeling, mm-hmm. uh, don't label me. I mean, the angel's about self-expression because his oh, yeah. story his, is leaving heaven because he get, gets fed up being told what to do by God and he joins a jazz band in New Orleans. <laughs> so he's doing what he really wants. And the vampire is actually about that's very punk. <laughs> yeah, that's very punk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I could try that. But no, I've got to bring wings in for that. Uh, <laughs> I had some wings specially made for that. So I mean, I make sure I do the, the you know the, the the material which sort of suits the evening uh, mm. best. No, 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 no. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I'm just being kind of I'm 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 intrigued and I'm fascinated by the evening and by yeah. the the show. And bringing it all together. So, um, yeah, it sounds brilliant. So everyone should head along to the Dublin Castle on the 22nd. Precisely, on the 22nd, uh, on the, uh, 22nd of March, indeed. Yes, and we're going to have many amazing bands, um, including, of course, Nigel uh, Osner, uh, who's going to perform there, but also many other very good bands like Tara Res Band, whom I have already mentioned before. Uh, we have the Bleach Boys, The Aim, we have John Lamp and Pat Murray, we have Stella Wembley, Charlie and the Big Boys, we have also several poets like uh, Cherry B, Andy the Punk Poet, Stephen Metcalf, um, and I will be uh, comparing everything uh, myself. Uh, 
so it's a big program and um, yeah it starts at seven o'clock people can just arrive at the door and pay there or they can uh, possibly also buy a ticket online but uh, yeah there's gonna be a very great night brilliant and if people want to go to if you can't make this gig there's gonna be uh, there's other events throughout yeah. the year and yeah. they can read about them on your website I uh, yeah so people can read more about it on our Facebook uh, that is punk for mental health and of course uh, four is uh, the uh, number four obviously and so uh, our website is also uh, uh, p4mh.com so punk for mental health mm. the acronym um, and people can read everything about us there and Nigel uh, yeah you've got um so you you just had a show on at the Acetera Theatre, yes. which is uh, too old to stay in, yes. too, too young. young to no, go. too no, no, old <laughs> to go out, too young to. No, too young. No. I get it you wrong sometimes. <laughs> I get it wrong. It's too young to stay in, too old to go out. That was it. Um, and uh, you've uh, and so you're performing uh, at the Dublin Castle, yeah. and then what have you got coming up after well, that? Well, I've got. I'm doing three days in the Brighton Fringe. Uh, Third, fourth, and fifth, and then I'm going to do of, uh, of May. Of May, sorry. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to do uh, two and a half weeks in the Edinburgh Fringe. Brilliant. All right. Well, um, thank you both very much for coming in, and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Woke up one morning feeling intense. Put on the outfit which made the most sense Lots of black leather, my eyes edged with coal I haunted the streets like a tormented soul Then I met an acquaintance who suffered my wrath When he said, hello matey, I see you're a goth Don't label me I told the stupid schmo don't you dare label me That's lazy thinking, bro Then I punched him very gently And I whispered, do you see? If you wanna stay my friend Don't frickin' label me I think he got the message Well, I know he did actually Out in a nightclub Won't tell you where there were a lot of celebrities there Sat in a corner, made out with a guy Who stars in a rather bad series on Sky I say bad, it's disgusting really When I suggested we went all the way He said, how exciting to think we're both gay Don't label me I told the stupid freak I may be gay tonight, but I was straight last week. And that's what I repeated when his groin felt my knee. If you want a bit of sex, don't frickin' label me. Yeah, well, turned out, doing that wasn't such a good idea. I was arrested, taken to court. But I didn't look like the criminal sort I pleaded guilty, said I was stressed I made a good case, even I was impressed I should have been a lawyer Oh, I am a lawyer actually 
Now the judge said he wouldn't send me to jail Since it isn't the place for a middle class male Don't label me I told the legal prick I threw a book at him And thus removed his wig I stated very clearly As I withdrew my plea If you want to try my case Don't frickin' label me Oh, why did I do that? Now I'm in prison Time to reflect I guess I should be a bit more circumspect I thumped the warder who came to tell me I see from my list you're a category D Now my sentence is lengthened, I'm sorry to say And I've been regraded a Category A Don't label me I shouted from my cell Just get to know me first Was my indignant yell the governor said stop shouting or he would guarantee Many years would pass before I'd ever be set free It wouldn't take much more before he'd throw away the key While I was in his jail, he'd frickin' label me You're listening to a download from Camden Community Radio www.ccradio.org 